Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Friday morning. Glad to be with you here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women. women. Did I say women? What did I say? (laughs) Servicemen and women? Women? Men and women. Hello? Servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Uh, All this weekend... They want you to have a good 17 in time. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but use the code 17OFF. If you're a six-pack speak fan, you, you, you get the joke. If not, well, you should be a six-pack speak fan. Uh, but you get 17% off any purchase made online. So just go to the Shopify page. The code is 17OFF. Let me let me double-check that code. I'm pretty sure I'm right. But You know, a, a true podcasting-slash-radio professional... Yeah. Would, would have, have, been have known the answer to that ahead of before, time for promoing it, but would have by this point Shane probably expects nothing less out of our reads for him. It's a good point. <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, here's the here here's the uh, the crux of the matter. Even if you, seventeen off, I was right. Yeah. Even if you pay full price, it's full worth it. But you can get seventeen percent off. Yeah, and have a have a great seventeen in day. Yeah. So do that at Strange Brew Coffee House. That's going on uh, starting. At midnight on Friday, so it's going on probably as you're listening to this, all the way to Sunday at midnight. So you got plenty of time uh, to do that and, and get that checked out. We've also got another great special starting uh, today through Sunday at College Corner. You know, it's getting cold outside. Brian, they're giving away the store. They're just giving it away. Joel, it's cold outside. <laughs> We're not going to have any uh, any innuendo between us, though. But what I will tell you is that time to buy you a nice new maroon and white Mississippi State blanket. All blankets, 50% off in-store and online. That's at collegecornerstore.com or at either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Bundle up in maroon and white. When they say wrap it in maroon and white, what they mean is your entire body. One of my favorite things to do now, I, when I get to do it, mm-hmm. is after the kids, if we can get all three of them asleep Which at can one be a time... Chore. Uh, is sit in the living room with all the lights off, except like the Christmas tree light. And yeah, and leave the Christmas tree oh, light yeah. and then have like a movie going. Yeah, that's you great. Can wrap up in a blanket or something. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah. That's so good, now you time. can wrap up in a maroon and white blanket for half off. For half off, only at College Corner. And then our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems, they want 2021 to be the best year ever for your business. They can help you get there. They can get your technology to the place where it needs to be so that your business isn't doing things inefficiently anymore. So why don't you call them today at six, uh, sorry at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and go ahead and find out what solutions they have. You can find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Three piece. Only two of these left. This is on the next next week. Which, course, by the way, usually at, least, at this time of year, we'd be done. Well, we'd have one left. Well, we'd have a yeah, bowl. That's right. By so the we way, may have three left. By the way, yeah. with uh, LSU out, 
Mississippi State moves up to third uh, in the straight uh, have a bowl. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Straight years with a bowl. I, I guess I guess they're fourth now. Actually, no, no. I think they or they might be ahead of Georgia. I'm not sure. I know they're behind Alabama and Texas A&M is longer, even though half, some of their bowls are Big Twelve bowls. Uh, so if Georgia's ahead, of, so they're they're no worse than fourth. I think right this second. Was seven the last oh seven the last time Bama missed one Saban's first year? So they went to a bowl that year. Did they go? Yeah, they okay. Went to, they have not missed a bowl since oh six. Okay. State's darn close to being tied with like if because you know that first year of Mullen he should have beat LSU. Yeah. And or well uh, the or, year the year before oh eight they were nowhere close to a bowl in oh eight. No 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 eight but they could have been they could have yeah. Well, <laughs> so the current streak okay never mind I was I was wrong the current streaks are is this is this as of. You never know what Saturday's down south, man. Oh, this is from five years ago, for God's sakes. <laughs> what? For those of you listening, uh, we're really having a, a fun time today here. Well, right, I, I here was just going to say, like, Saturday down south, they've always really don't. Just annoyed don't. me. Yeah. Because the people that do the work mm-hmm. do the work, and then they just copy the work and put it on their site, yeah. and the people that do the work don't get the clicks that would yeah. pay them. So their state is fourth now. Georgia is 23 bowls in a row. Alabama is at 16. A and M is at eleven, and state is ten. And if you if you went to buy uh, SEC bowls only, state would be third. Pretty impressive. Yeah. So that, that, of course, we're making an assumption here that state gets a, a bowl bid, but that seems like a, a, a it's going to happen. now. It sure helped to get a win in the next couple of weeks. Well, let's talk about that then. Mississippi State Auburn uh, this Saturday six thirty. That's your uh, your kickoff time uh, at Davis Wade Stadium. This feels like State's best chance to get a win in a long time. And I think it's a combination of how well State has played since the Georgia game and how poorly Auburn has played in recent weeks. It feels like you've got two programs going in opposite directions. It does. Do you do you like State's chances better this week against Auburn than you did in Oxford against Ole Miss? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like significantly? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I I don't think I don't think for one second that uh offensively Auburn is anything close to what Ole Miss is. I agree. And State is going to be getting some players back this week. Key players defensively. Yeah, I really I would I think State's a much stronger in a much stronger place this week than they were two weeks ago when going into Oxford. Yeah, and then you see how Mississippi State was able to move the football at Georgia. I mean, Georgia's better defense than Auburn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't always play that transitive property. You did it there, so you can do it here thing. But it, it gives you reason for optimism, should you choose to take it, that, that State can keep it up. And I, I kind of agree with you, man. I, I do feel like this is their, their best chance, I guess. I, I hadn't really thought of it that way until you mentioned it, but... Given what they've done, I guess you just kind of, as well as they played, you, you kind of wish they didn't have the the week of nothing there. Probably, yeah. You could have just maybe kept building upon the momentum and maybe got you a win last week, kind of thing, and keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. But I, it's hard right now to not think State's at least going to be in the game. Whereas back a month or two ago, oh, I State thought. went into games thinking. I mean, you went into games thinking State's not going to score. Well, this th- is where it all turned. Was this game getting canceled in, in November? Yeah, that extra week of preparation. That gave. That's when the team sort of came together, evidently, and started playing better. 
If they had just played that Auburn game, I have no doubt in my mind they would have gotten beaten badly. They would have gotten beaten badly by Georgia, gotten beaten badly by Ole Miss, and then we would just move on. Something happened in that off week. So that cancellation did state a world of good. And so now we're here. Just imagine, hey, what, what, if, what if this one did – what if they improve as much over this unexpected off week as they did that one? They're then, gonna, then you're in really good shape. They'd be in really good shape. And, I mean, <laughs> the opportunity is there just because of the guys are getting back. Having yeah. Jordan Davis and Tyrus Wheat. That's it, huge. It's huge. It's two of your best players. Offensively for Mississippi State, you know, and, and if you listen to the interview with Cole Kublick, he, he talked about it, and he's very impressed with Will Rogers uh, so far. The Rogers we've seen the last two weeks – is a guy who will, who can win this football game. Patient with the football, making the right decisions. The guy that we saw with Ole Miss making some decisions to move with the ball with his feet. That's the guy. That's the quarterback that this offense can thrive under. And you've got the you talk about the emergence of Jaden Wally, Malik Heath is starting to, to to you know sort of step up. It really feels like some pieces are starting to come together for Mississippi State and Auburn defensively. They're just not great. They they really well. They're are, not great on either side, but yeah. But they really are a lot like Mississippi State was eighteen to nineteen. That eighteen state defense so dominant, they dropped off obviously in nineteen. The eight the nineteen Auburn defense so dominant. This year's defense not not nearly as good. They just lost too many key players. And Kevin Steele, you know, we've talked about it with Saban. We talked about it with Kirby Smart. This is another guy. Wants to rush the passer and play man coverage. Mississippi State has shown the way that if you do that, they will pick you apart. Does that we do? I feel like Georgia was put at a little bit of Alabama wasn't because Alabama is just Alabama. Yeah, and you know, and their offense was so good that it took you know they didn't have to worry about it. Georgia wasn't good enough to not worry about it. Auburn's worse than George is. Just making these changes to your not not just your scheme, but this is your philosophy. Imagine if something you know there was if somebody invented a defense that you just couldn't pass against. And, and, and Mike Leach had, had, to, had his like okay against these guys, we have to run the ball. He'd be so uncomfortable. Yeah, is there something to that with with these defensive coordinators who are man guys? Oh, I think to change? so. I think so because. I think that may have been part of the issue, you know, with Georgia and why State was able to find some success there. You have these defensive coordinators that have these defenses that, I mean, they preach pressure, man defense, whatever. And I don't care how talented you are. If you have to go out there and execute a scheme like, you know, rush three, drop eight, and you never, ever, ever do that. I mean, there has to be at least a smidge of, of am I doing the right thing? You know, am I, am I in the right spot? Am I covering the right zone? I mean, you could be a step slow. I think defensively, even if you're a good defense, if you're doing something you've never done, and I don't know, being a step slow in SDC level football, even against a Mississippi State team that has had its share of offensive struggles sometimes, but if you're a step slow against Jaden Wally or somebody like that, as well as they're problem. playing right now, you're in bad shape. It's going to be a problem. Um, I don't really know where the strength of this Auburn defense is. Maybe the linebackers, but they don't generate a ton of pass rush. And they compound that by not being incredibly great against the pass. So I think there's some opportunities for Mississippi State. Now there's still talent there. I mean, this is a defense loaded with you know high three star, four star, and maybe a five star guy here. There, I think Owen Papo for sure. Um, Does the Gus effect fa- factor into this game at all? That's sort of what I want to wrap up with. So we'll, we'll get okay. we'll get to that in a minute. I, I think it does, but we'll talk about that. 
So defensively, I think there's going to be some opportunities for Mississippi State. I think there's going to be some chances for the Bulldogs to hit to hit some big plays because I think Steele will get frustrated. Again, it really is sort of an if-then thing. If Will Rogers is patient and takes what the defense gives him for two quarters, then in the third quarter they will get antsy and you will have the opportunity to break some big plays. The key is those first two quarters being patient. You're going to have to put together some big drives. You might have to have a 13-play drive and an 11-play drive to score, and then maybe in the third quarter you have an opportunity to have a four-play drive where you hit a big play and, and you get into the end zone. It's if then. If you do that, then you can do this. If you're not patient and you force the ball and you turn the ball over, it's just over. It's just over. We've seen nothing out of Will Rogers so far to indicate that he's going to get impatient. Correct. I mean, in fact, it just seems like as time goes on, he is just by the week growing as a quarterback and and as a uh, just a, a guy that the game has already started to slow down for him. Um, I we'll see how it goes, but the more you and I talk today, the more I'm inclined to think State really can win this football game. <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing how you know you just kind of break it down and and you see what Auburn is or is not defensively, and then look offensively. Bo Nix is not some world beater over there. You know, he hadn't took some humongous stride forward this year. Not at all. To where you're, you're going into the game shaking in your cleats because Bo Nix is over there. And that's not to say, he, I mean, he couldn't all of a sudden show you something. But right now, as you look at it, I'm not convinced that Bo Nix is – if you had to pick a quarterback today, who you want, Bo Nix or Will Rogers? You're not wrong. You're not I wrong. Mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know that State doesn't have the – You'd probably favor Nick's a little bit just because he's got the experience and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that, but I don't think Will Rogers is by any means some... He's got the tools, does Nick's. He's got the talent. Yeah, it's exactly. there. Yes. But it's not coming together for whatever reason. And and that's been a problem, and that's, you know... If you're not going to be great defensively and you're not going to be great offensively, well, then what are you? You're yeah. a team that, that's going to finish close to 500. And in reality, in reality, this should be a 3-6 and six Auburn team coming to play you. You know, the official sort of saw to that, but it is what it is. Offensively for Mississippi, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, defensively for Mississippi State against this Auburn offense, like you just sort of mentioned, Bo Nix is a guy that you, you have to take away Auburn. You have to make Auburn one dimensional. You have to make them pa- a passing team. Seth Williams, I don't know if you did. You listen to the interview I did with Cole Kublik? I did not. How many touch? You, Seth Williams is a good good receiver. How many touchdowns does Seth Williams have this year? I'm going to guess not many, or you wouldn't have asked the question. Just just give me a number. One. He's got three. He had two <laughs> against Kentucky in week one. He had one against Ole Miss. That is it. That's so, unbelievable. I mean, this is I – mean, yeah. Yeah, because that guy is a talented, talented football player. But they have not been able to give him the ball. Tank Bigsby, great Auburn running back. I mean, those, they just grow those on trees down there. Great name, too. What a fantastic name for a running back, too, especially. The only thing would be if he was a linebacker, it would be better. But other than that, it's really good. But he's had some injury issues. wasn't able to play much uh, in the last two games. So if he's not, even if he is able to go, State has been good against the run all year. And now you're getting Davis and Wheat back. It feels like defensively, everything's sort of playing into what you want. You want you Bo Nix to have to you beat want you Bo Nix to have to beat you exactly. And I don't know that he can do it. No. Uh, that said, the state secondary has 
had its issues mm-hmm. it <laughs> the last couple of weeks. So, it so it could provide opportunities for even a a, a guy like like Nick's that, like you said, hadn't exactly put it all together back there. Um, but two, um, may, maybe. St- Maybe this is the game the state secondary takes a little bit of a step forward. Mm-hmm. You know, this is their third game in, in a row to, to kind of have to do things without Marcus Murphy. And uh, I guess Fred Peters has been out for about four games now. So yeah. Yeah, eventually, you know, those guys are going to take strides forward too. So, but, but I agree with you, man. It does seem to set up where for Auburn to win this game, they're going to have to do what Ole Miss did and what Georgia did, and that's – torch the secondary a little bit and the million dollar question will be can Bo Nix do that and if you're an Auburn fan I think that'd be a scary place to be to, yeah. to have to depend upon Bo yeah I agree to, with to that. win it for you and you talked about state secondary well yeah these last couple of games they've had the problem with I just sort of described with Auburn the pass rush hasn't been there as much and they can't cover but getting Davis and Wheat back is a huge boost to your pass rush so yeah you may have some guys running open in the secondary but you're going to put Bo Nix under a lot of pressure, I think. And Bo Nix under pressure has been bad this year. The other thing that Bo Nix was bad at is playing on the road. The, the splits for him home and away are really something. It's all, If you just looked at the numbers, you would not believe it's the same quarterback. He's just been awful, awful, awful on the road this year. So Who have they played on the road? That, that would be something to Ole look Miss. at here. Ooh. Um, trying to think. Let's they, see. They had Arkansas at home. Yes. They played Ole Miss on the road. They played. Uh, I'm trying to think around the, the conference. Um, LSU. They played LSU at home. Which you know that would be a good thing for, yeah. for his stats. Why can I not think of all their schedule? <laughs> they played A and M at home. Uh, they would have played Alabama. In in Tuscaloosa. Was that in Tuscaloosa? Yeah. Because that's part of it. Yeah. Um. But I think this goes back to last year too. To be honest with you, Georgia. So. They played Georgia on the road. Well, yeah. And that was early. That's part of your issue, I, mean, too. I, get, I get that, but at the same time, this is supposed to be Auburn preseason top 10 team. Yeah. This guy was a five-star, the number one dual-threat quarterback in the country coming out of high school, and he's just not that good. So, we'll see. You know, we'll see. What, I, I can't believe I can't think of Auburn's schedule. They, they, they played, uh, who else did they play in the, oh, South Carolina. They played badly. Oh, they lost the game. Yeah, they lost yeah. there, yeah. So, it's really weird to describe all this as State has been 2-6. and six. We've seen how poorly they've played at time this year. But I feel really good about their chances of winning this weekend. It's sort of a weird situation. It really is. But I also don't view this Mississippi State team that is running out there right now as the same one that was running not, out there a month ago. It's not the same team that went to Kentucky, played against Texas A&M. It's Gosh, not. man, just thinking about that Kentucky game just gives you a and That's why I wanted to talk to Cole, Ooh. because Cole was on the sidelines for that game. And he's on the sidelines for the Ole Miss game. So he's he's seen two different teams. And they really are two different teams. They really are. So we'll see we'll see what that this weekend brings. Before we get into our playmakers, well, let's move on into the playmakers. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. They have got the holiday treats. Not the chocolatey kind, the meaty kind available to you. Whole tenderloins and whole prime ribs are available now. Just call them and order one. Let's make that the centerpiece of Christmas dinner. And I promise you, your family will remember this Christmas more than any other. And of course, if you're just cooking out on the weekends or during the week itself, you want to make it easy, Welcome Home Beef is always there for you. Steaks, roast, 
everything. Burgers, they've got it all. All grain-fed, locally sourced beef. The best beef you can buy here in the city of Starkville. Maybe in the state of Mississippi. Perhaps even the world. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I got no complaints when I eat a welcome home beef steak. I promise you that. So call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Find out if they can ship to you. And I promise you, when it comes to this Christmas, your family will be saying one thing. It just tastes good. All right. Playmaker time, Joel. Who you got on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, how about we go with the man that is just budding into a superstar, Jaden Wally. The freshman has just... He has been the beneficiary of State's offense kicking it into gear. Yeah, I agree. The, the last couple weeks. Uh, north of 100 yards receiving in back-to-back games. I mean, he really does look like a stud. If you if you just watched State the last couple weeks, you would not know that was a true freshman wide receiver. He seems to be a guy that, that Will looks for. Um I really feel like that there's been some, I guess, Rogers to Wally uh, connection made where, where that's going to be a thing for the next two or three years. So, hey, if State's going to get back into the win column, I think it's going to take another big day from Jaden Wally. So, let's go three games in a row with 100-plus receiving yardage. That'll be big. That'll be big for Mississippi State. I'm going to stay in the receiver core. I think Malik Heath is the guy to watch. That's your red zone target now. Had two catches against Ole Miss in the red zone. A couple of nice touchdowns. Wasn't available against Georgia. Might have been a difference maker there uh, for sure. Really looks like he's starting to show that form that made him the state's top high school player uh, his senior year and such a valuable member of that signing class. Uh, state now having him on campus. He's finally see, – and it seems like you talk about Wally and, and Rodgers. I think Heath and Rodgers have some connection as well. So we'll both go with the receiver. You, you might get 100 yards out of Wally. I'm going to get two touchdowns out of Malik Keith. That's how we're going to look at it. If, if we look at the stat column, if we could see it right now, mm-hmm. and, and that happens. Well, you said that. It happened against Ole Miss. Well, yeah, but you knew Ole Miss was going to score. I did. I, I, you're not wrong, but that's that, that's just a good start. We'll put it that uh, it's way. It's a really good start. The more important things are what we're talking about right now. Defensively, who are you looking at? Uh, I'll say about one with Davis or Wheat or mm-hmm. somebody, but – a guy that I just continue to be impressed with who keeps stepping up, I feel, I feel like, is Aaron Brule. Yeah. So I'll go with Aaron Brule. Uh, he has just kind of really become an anchor for this this defense. Uh, just a really good, solid player, week in, week out. You can kind of count on him to to, to make plays. And, and, and I, I guess I feel like if State's winning this football game, it'll be another good day but for, for Brule as well. I'm going to stay in the linebacker core because I'm going to go with Jordan Davis. Comes back with a vengeance. A couple yeah. of sacks for him today. Bo Nix is a quarterback who gets himself into trouble. And I think Zach Arnett, again, the interview with Kublik, he was very – he sort of agreed with what we've been saying about the scheme. He had a very interesting point. And I, and I, I, since you didn't listen, I say – he talked about – you know the term window dressing, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about yeah. bring people in motion and change formations. And Arnett told him, well, why can't I do that? And that's what he's been doing. He's just changing things up and moving guys around and, and doing this, that, or the other and just changing all his formations. Bo Nix is not the quarterback that can sit there and process all that, I don't think. I think he's going to be in trouble today. So Jordan Davis back with a vengeance for Mississippi State. Who's your uh, X factor? The guy that kind of at Ole Miss made you kind of scratch your head a little bit and wonder, well, how come he hadn't been doing that all year kind of thing? Jaquarius oh. Spivey. I just feel like you saw some things out of him in Oxford that really made you believe he could be a bigger part of this offense than what he was for the first six games or so. 
Um, and two, uh, if he was able to do something like that, you you got another uh, bigger wide receiver about 60 miles to the west of Starkville over in Kosciuszko that's making a decision on Monday. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Antonio Harmon is thinking. He may go to, go to Mississippi State either way come Monday. Who knows? But, uh, you know, if you wanted to, to display to Harmon, here's what we could do with you. Spivey might not be that bad of a example, uh, given the fact that Harmon's a you know bigger, bigger dude, too. So, anyway... I think Spivey showed something in in the game in Oxford, and I kind of thought coming into the season he he might of the tight ends that are he now was the receivers. Best option. He was the guy that you thought, yeah. if anybody's going to make it work, it's going to be him. And you saw in Oxford that he can. So I could see him having another big catcher too this week. The uh, if if he can turn that into a trend, that's a huge boost for Mississippi State to find a way to get some of these bigger receivers because, like you mentioned with Harmon, I mean. It's great to get the speed guys, but you know there there are in this state especially there's there's some big receivers here and there. And if you want to be able to turn those guys into your kind of receivers, that that would be big for Mississippi State. I'm gonna stay on defense. You know if, if I'm right and State can pressure Bo Nix, that means he's gonna turn the ball over. I don't think he has an interception this year as well as he played. But Martin Emerson, he'll probably be locked up with Seth Williams, so that's a matchup to watch for me. I like to see Emerson. Emerson has been really good this year, and like I said, the fact that he doesn't have, I don't think he has a pick this year. Has sort of taken away from that because you think you know a guy like that should have some picks. Nobody's throwing to him, but to, yeah. on this game, you got to think that's going to be the matchup to watch: is Williams versus Emerson. I would see if Emerson get the better of that matchup. If of course, he does. some of these Arnett uh, things he draws up, as we saw, like at Alabama. I mean, yeah, yeah, Devontae no. Smith, like he wouldn't Emerson on Smith sometimes. You're I mean, right. You're right. But so we'll see. We'll see if you learn from that a little bit. <laughs> I still, I still don't understand. Like you can't run a box in one. Basically, just like the other ten guys, do what you got to do. You <laughs> go with him. I would much rather take my chances there. Well, I'm thinking about one play in particular at Alabama. I think there was a corner blitz that like, yeah. Emerson and Landon Gidry get, gets yeah. left out there. <laughs> so, There's nothing you can do. So I mean, you, you do. I, I can get shaking it up from time to time, but man, it'd be awful tough to take Emerson off of Seth Williams this Saturday. Yeah, I agree. All right, prediction time, Joel. What do you got? I'll be honest with you. When I sat in this chair to record this show, I was fifty-fifty on which direction I was going. Uh, this, talk this into pick. it. Um. I was picking probably a three-point game either direction, mm-hmm. uh, three or four-point game. I I think it's going to be tight. Um, that said, man, I, I really do think as we've talked about this, it just has a feel like state is on the cusp of finally punching through and getting that yeah, that reward. I agree. They almost got it in Georgia, amazingly. They almost got it in Oxford. Came down to the game's final play. Back home against a team that's not playing well, against a team that could possibly be tight because you got a coach over there that's maybe fighting for his job. Um, I think I like State. Uh, I don't think it's going to be some high-scoring shootout by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Um, I'll say Mississippi State 24, Auburn 21. I think it'll be a little higher scoring than that. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, that, these offenses aren't terrible. Auburn, can, Auburn has big play potential, and State gives up some big plays. But I think State I think State comes out on top. I really do. I don't know why I'm so confident. You know, I'm talking about a 2-6 and six football team, but I, I just I think it's a combination of I think State's playing better. I think it's like I said at the beginning of the show. One team is moving up, and it feels like the other team is moving down. And so that's where I am. 
31-27 is going to be my final score. Mississippi State takes down Auburn and gets the win in Starkville. And that is so so needed. So needed. You can feel like, I feel like you can finally breathe at that point. Take a breath and say, okay, everything that Mike Leach has said to this point was true if you win this game. Then you go to the play of Missouri, you see what happens there, and then you go into the, to the offseason. And then hitting the, going into the offseason <coughs> feels like we're hitting the reset button, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, it really so. does. Um, and if it goes down that way, maybe no one more disappointed than the Auburn Waffle House. <laughs> no doubt. No question about that. <laughs> be Joel, and I, Joel and I will go to the start of a Waffle House to make up for it. The money always ends up in the same place. So, All right, guys. Uh, back with you either on Sunday or Monday. We'll see how it goes. We'll be previewing Missouri next week, more MSU basketball, and, of course, signing day is next week as well. So we'll have plenty to talk about. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.